black girls out of the box. It's time for Who Watch, Time in Relative Blackness and Space. everyone, it's Delia and Nicole coming to you live from the Time Vortex. Today, we're discussing the season finale of Doctor Who Flux, The Vanquishers. In this episode, the fam is reunited and they get to work saving this universe. I had to think about it. I was like, are they reunited? They are, but in like several ways. Like, the fam, but also other fans do get reunited. <laughs> it's the fam, bam. <laughs> it so is. Uh, it's great. Um fam and more than fam like you know when you you're homie and you are more than homies there's also those vibes when the fam is more than fam there are those vibes in this episode so we gonna get into um so excited <laughs> um Very. so there's really no, no news or anything we want to cover in this section but do want to note that since it is a season finale we thought we'd just skip the like play-by-play recap and just give our thoughts for the episode and then our thoughts for the season as a whole because now there's no predicting like, ooh, what do you think this is going to mean? We know now. So we're just going to get into it as far as our feelings, our thoughts. Um, I've seen a lot of takes already on Twitter. So we're going to talk about some of those too. And I think we should just get into it. Let's um, get it. So what did you think of this week's episode? So I loved it. Uh, <laughs> I really, really enjoyed Pretty much all of it. Like, there are a few little things that we'll talk about that I did not love, which is like, I'm <clears throat> damn. Um, but <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I really, I thought it was like a really good um, wrap up of the story that we were being told this season. Um, and in a way that feels like there's more that can be told, but that we got a good, satisfying, like, conclusion to the, the main story, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I also really liked it. There was so much happening. I did feel uh, not like dizzy, but like I just was like it really you couldn't catch your breath because it was always like it was like really, really jam packed. Um, But I think it was done well enough that at least for me, it wasn't disconcerting. It was just like, hold on tight. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think I think it was really well done. I know what your issues are with it. I also have the same issues um but we'll get there (laughs) i think for starters we can start with the fact that uh there are three doctors in this episode i freaking loved that dynamic i always i I think it's always fun when you have multiple doctors but i really love the (laughs) flirtation and kind of like the playfulness of which like it was just very very like that's what you always kind of want like yes like you're cute that was my favorite. It was I love so that. great. <laughs> she said, you're cute. And then she said again, well, one of them said to herself, like, I have such a crush on her. I'm like, honestly, same. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I love that kind of like bonding over yourself, but like in a playful way, like not mm-hmm. in like a, I feel like it could go really conceited or really like cocky and really right. fast. But like, yes, you're doing that. You're like, oh, it would have been very much just like too much, like 
Right. I think it's also that 13's personality is such that it clearly is just like cute self love, also kind of funny. Right. As opposed to like other doctors being like self congratulatory, like, yes, you're very smart. You got it. Yes, handle it. And it's like, I I mean, we know, we watch it. We get it. I I was there. I I already know. And we know exactly uh, what showrunners, doctors that, that was. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so loved having three doctors. Honestly, like, I just want to, for the whole season, and we'll get to our season thoughts, but um, e- this episode as well, like, Jodi's performance, I, like, not even just her acting performance, like, obviously, but just thinking of the strain. I mean, we've heard from doctors in the past or the actors who have played doctors in the past just how strenuous this job is but like not only has this season been huge like the scale of it's been massive and all of the emotions jody's having to capture in this really massive story but then there's three of her and she's still doing all that work and when you think of the three particular scenes she was split across like that's just wild to me i was so impressed yeah i agree i really like that like she was fully present in every one of those scenes. And it was mm-hmm. like very distinguishable to me, like which doctor we were with at any given time. Like it made sense to me. Like I was like her performance is just on point enough that like, as soon as we switched, I was like able to follow that. I feel like she was mm-hmm. a big part of why it was so easy to follow. Cause her performance kind of slightly changed with the dynamic of who she was in the scene with. So you were able to like, reacclimate with her as she would like pop in and out of those mm-hmm. different places i also think it helped that she played it as like each time she was a little bit disoriented so you felt you didn't feel out of place for being disoriented yourself because i know some people have complained about the very like fast pace of the season and when it's just fast pacing the scene and the characters seem to know what's going on and you don't that can feel disconcerting but i feel like her being disoriented and you being disoriented just made it make sense and kind of like added to that vibe so i think they did it really well and i just this episode (laughs) made me so sad that we're nearing the end of jody's run obviously i've been sad about it because i love jody but like this episode just like her range and what she's able to accomplish as the doctor especially now that she's being given like stories and writing that really play to her strengths i'm like (sighs) like i just wish we could have had all of this so much sooner yeah i just i was that was my whole thought for like the whole season. Just like, this is what I wanted to like really see. Like, and then like, I know we already know Jodie has the range. Like if you've seen her in other things, like this mm-hmm. is actually a departure for her in terms of like what we're kind of used to. I mm-hmm. I met her with Attack the Block. So I kind of had an idea that she could be the doctor. <laughs> like that was my entry to her. It wasn't like the drama. It was like Attack the Block, whatever. So I kind of was like, this is perfect for her. Um, but not really getting a chance to get the full like range of what that could be. And I feel like this season finally gave her um just something to like really chew on versus like and it's not that she wasn't killing it before, it was just that the story right. wasn't allowing her to like fully like ham it up or like really fully like chew it up. And I was just right. happy that we got to, she got her some monologues off. She was getting like we was getting all kind of facial like it was a whole thing. Like, like a lot of performing mm-hmm. um versus i guess maybe reacting or versus just kind of like moving the scene along it felt like it was time was like actually being spent with her feeling these things even though it was like moving really fast i don't know i feel like i was way more connected to her this season we were honoring those moments of like emotional like 
either emotional conflict or just like even just emotional connection with the characters. I feel mm-hmm. like even at the pace it was going, it took moments to like honor that, recognize it, and then keep it moving. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget because I, you know, I know Jody isn't everybody's favorite doctor. Um, but in general, when talking about like TV and movies, I think a lot of people forget that like we're at least definitely in America, I'm assuming in the UK too, we very much focus on actors because like there are celebrities, right? But like actors are only a small piece of the puzzle when it comes to making a scene work. So an actor can give their all, which I think Jody has been for her whole run. But like mm-hmm. your own the performance is only gonna be as good as the sum of the directing, the post production, the writing, like all of these things have to come together to make a performance really jump off that I was gonna say off the page, not off the page, out of the screen. <laughs> um and I think that's why this is finally feeling, at least for me, like, wow, because I feel like all of those things are finally coming together and that's what was missing. I don't think it was Jody's performance that was missing. Right. It was definitely I mean, from episode to episode, depended. Sometimes it was writing. Sometimes it was the directing. Sometimes it was not clear, but you could tell, like, they were doing, I say they because I'm also not thinking of Amanda, but, like, they were doing the best with what they were given. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's something to keep in mind if you're listening to this and you're like, but Jody really isn't doing it for me. And that's fine. But I think that's something to think about in general anytime you're thinking of any property, but we're here talking about Doctor Who when you're talking about doctors that maybe were or were not your favorite. Yep. Fully agree. So, next, and these aren't necessarily, I don't think these are in storyline order. We really wrote our notes just as we thought they were (laughs) important, so they're not. But I did want to, we do want to, like, pour one out for our good homie Eustatius, who was a real one, because they took out my mans. They, like, you know what? I... So by that point in the episode, we were like, okay, it's going to be somebody. I, I it cannot, right. like, We had our list of people we could yeah, not Yeah, we be. watched it together. So we right. were like, okay, all right. So like, we see how these teams are split. Like now we've, we've like narrowed it down. Who can go that right. we're okay with? And so like, it was one of those things where like, I don't like, I, I, I will say this with like, the, with the like fullness of like, I would have preferred Dan even, even, like it's like choosing one white man over another, but like I feel like in the time we spent with Eustatius, we got more, like mm-hmm. more, just more with him than we got with Dan. So I'm like, I mean, technically, if I have to pick somebody, like that would have been my choice, um, Dan. If you're not clear, but I, I, we knew like, okay, this is a companion, mm-hmm. and they were he was just brought on for some reason, and so chances are low, and thus like. Of the people, I was like, it's probably gonna be my good homeboy, and it was still also upsetting when it happened. Like I was like, don't do it, don't let's come on, it was let's like still upsetting. Yeah, I was actually not even feeling bad about like a duet. So I'm like, if y'all gonna just have a random save, I'm gonna let y'all have it for this one. Like I really right. am. <laughs> like I wasn't gonna be mad about like, you. If I'm the like, darkness had materialized around him, I would be like, right. okay. <laughs> I would have been like, okay, no, this is actually fine. Like might as well. Um. But yeah, so, but he went out like a G. Like, he was like, it's like, I love how quickly he was just like, this is a dire situation. I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like he just came to peace with it really quickly. He in a way that, like, I feel like, I don't know. And this is, I feel like me or like my friends, like, we watch, like, these kind of shows. So if something mm-hmm. happens like this, I think I would be like, in my mind, I'm like, there is nothing to be done here. I'm going to go ahead and die. Like, I just don't feel like sometimes they make it such a big dramatic moment. And that would be true for some people. Yeah, but I love that 
they kind of stuck with his characterization of just being unflappable like they did when we first meet him and he's just like uh, angel okay which is whatever why, yeah that which is why we loved him because he was like so not logical to the point you know there's a like robot logical i have no emotions like right. i'm sherlock holmes and i'm a sociopath and whatever um <laughs> you know that that is that, a read that's a, that is a read <laughs> but like there's this other way of looking at it like somebody who's just so curious about the world and loves to learn loves knowledge loves exploring mm-hmm. and is so curious it would be like what it makes sense for his character that when this event happens he approaches it you know rationalizes it in his head thinks it through and yeah comes to peace with it really quickly just because of how he cognitively like thinks through things um doesn't make it less sad but he was he did do it. He did it. He did it like an OG. Like he told, he told them like, mm, sorry, potato man. I don't think you're going to have time for all that. Cause they were going to try and kill him. He's like, mm, actually. <laughs> like it was just a, it was like a really cool moment. Like for him as a character, like he really got to go out like a G and I forgot what he said, but he was basically just like, I'm that dude. Like that's what I summed it up oh, well, in my he- mind. <laughs> he basically said that in like in my mind but yeah. i think when the thing actually blew off he was like what a great adventure talking yeah. you know referring to what he just experienced because that's what he tells the doctor was like i've lived more in the short time that i've known you than i've lived my whole life which is just look i got chill saying that out loud yeah. i guess I, I knew i liked you stations but it was not till sitting here recording this and i'm like wow i really liked him that's a shame yeah. <laughs> and i really i think i love the kind of flip of the companion goodbye where like they are so heartbroken mm-hmm. and they are like in a way it's like they kind of are not appreciative of the fact that you even had this opportunity where he's the exact opposite and it's like i'm mm-hmm. just glad i got to meet you had these adventures and like if i have to go what a way to go right like what a way to go right and i love that like uh, I just love that because I feel like, again, like self-insert, that would be the kind of person or person like I would think I would be um, or like who you would mm-hmm. want to be in that in that story. Like I want to be the person like everybody, you know, you want to be the Yaz and the, the Martha. You want to be that person kind of. Right. But also I'm like fine being the person I'm just like, this was a chill little ride. I have fun. Like let's peace out. Like I'm good. And that's also valid. I don't know. I just really loved like I loved how he went out and I loved that like. It was like he he made an impact, even though he was. I mean, he was there with half the season, but like it, I don't know. I just felt like he was a really strong character, um, despite how little actual time we spend with him. Yeah, I think for me, yeah, Eustacius. I think probably that's partly why I like him because I actually relate to him. I don't relate to these Gryffindors. I'm not gonna lie; like that's just not me. <laughs> it ain't never been me. And not to say he's not doesn't have Gryffindor traits. Like clearly, he went. He went. But, like, I definitely, if I did go with the doctor, would definitely be approaching it more like him or Bill, like, just from a, a point of just curiosity. Like, this is so fascinating. Like, yeah. what you're so, so you're telling me there's potato men and they're like <laughs> evil? That is wild. Tell me more. <laughs> like, that's where I'd come from. So I really relate <laughs> to him on that level. So, yeah, we got to pour one out for him. He, he was a real out. one. Side characters aren't always as solid as he was. So, shout out. Um, speaking of Eustatius and Eustatius, um, untimely Dan, uh, we gotta have to talk listeners. You, we, we need to sit down and have a heart to heart. Cause, uh, I come to Jesus, if you will, because I've been on the Twitters, um, and I've seen some takes now I'm, I'm going to have to assume I have to believe in my heart of hearts 
that is none of y'all. I'm not talking to y'all specifically, but you you got friends. You've seen them. You're mutuals. You need to pull them into this conversation too. Let's have a let's have a talk. <laughs> I've been seeing some of y'all on these Twitters talking about how Yaz was giving nothing. Yeah, condemning Yaz's lack of emotion to Professor Jericho's death, saying that how could she not react to someone who she knew for three years dying, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. And yet, it's very interesting to me because I have seen nary a tweet about Dan having not zero a reaction. Not a tear. Not a not even I don't even think he was there. I don't think he asked questions like, oh, where's Professor Jericho? No. Mm-mm. It's, it's interesting. Um, and I would also like to point out to those to those those new friends who are here because you're you're our listeners who definitely don't think this <laughs> have pulled you here. Uh, yes, did react. I would like to point out they literally like closed in on her face and gave her a reaction shot. She she welled up with tears. Um, so I just need everybody to sit in this moment and think to themselves now why. Why am I upset about Yaz's supposed lack of emotion to this man she's known only three years? I'd like to I'd like to point out because she's known everybody else longer than this man. Um, but I have no energy for Dan. Let's think about it. Are y'all thinking? Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> and here's the thing, because to top it off, uh, to top it off, we also see Dan lose or not lose he doesn't himself lose his pupper his friend whatever their relationship she's bonded he discovers okay well first and foremost when he when he finds carmen i'm gonna say his name because i respect the real one he finds him and says like i can't remember what he said he said oh he made a he made a joke about him being in the cage fine at this point, Carvanita has already discovered he lost his entire species, right? Like, it's a whole Not thing. Not just his family, his whole species. The whole species. So, A, Dan making jokes. But Dan don't know at this point. Dan has no clue at this point, so we're going to let him have it. But by the end of the episode, everybody know the game. Everybody know that things didn't happen. And Dan does not say, damn, I'm sorry that happened. He don't say, thank you for keeping me alive. He don't say, I'm sorry for your loss. He don't say, I'm a miss Jericho. He don't say nothing in response to a single thing that occurs in this episode. He does not have a single emotional response, not directly mm-hmm. to Jericho, not indirectly through Carvanista, who, again, I, I personally, I, you know me, we was clowning. We was like, it's a little puppy man. It's a, you know, it's a dog guy. And even then, I was still like, damn, his whole species, like, what he's right. the new, he's the doctor of his species now. He's the yes. last of his kind. And he got he got companions. I'm like, they really out here, but, and why would Dan not be one of those people? Why would they say, let's take these two folks that Carvanista has only been around for 30 minutes instead of the person he's species bonded with? Because you know why? Because they know Dan ain't shit. And Carvanista's like, <laughs> I definitely am not about to have him on my ship because I already got enough problems and he is too much. Um, yeah, but look, so Dan, Nobody has smoke for Dan, but Dan has literally, when I say literally, does not emotionally respond to a single person, death, whatever happens, whatever kind of upsetting thing happens, he has no response to it. Then at the end, 
when he's like, okay, we back on earth. Diane, let's go on a date. Let's like pick up where we left off. But she's like, well, you were late. He was like, it's not my fault. Fuck. What you're going to do <laughs> after you like, I think proximity to you is why she got kidnapped. It's unclear. But the point is, you know that she'd have been through all kind of stuff. And then you like, let's go on a little date. Then when she tells you, like, you were late. Your thought is to make an excuse instead of saying that's valid. Or like, I understand that you've been through some stuff. I'm waiting for you. You know, I'm here for you whenever you are ready to receive. You know what I mean? Like, none of that. He was just like, damn, it wasn't my fault. I got kidnapped by the puppy man. I was in space. Like, how are you going? <laughs> the puppy I, just, I don't even like that much, apparently. I don't uh, care about period. Even though he did technically save my life. And uh, his species saved the whole planet. Let's not forget that big bit of information. Like... Bruh did not respond to a single person with anything close to empathy, <laughs> like understanding. No. And the fact that I have personally not seen any tweets that are calling Dan out on being emotionless or, you know, what is what are the other things? Empathetic. So yeah. Not empathetic. Yeah. Uh, giving a deadpan performance. Like, you know, I don't see these things for Dan. And so I just need everybody to sit mm. and just sit, question that. I'm not saying you have to Marinate like yes. on it. I mean, I question your taste a little, kind of. I'm joking, a little. But am I? No, I don't I, know. <laughs> but I mean, there are valid reasons to not like a companion. Like, you know, we all just have preferences. That's why we all have like, oh, my doctor is whoever. And like, they're not always going to match. Like 10 is my doctor, but I have friends who 11 is their doctor, 12. And like some people nine. <laughs> like, it's fine. You don't have to like her, but I need people to start doing some serious introspection in this fandom because I think a lot of times we're disliking things and we're calling things out for reasons that are more internalized prejudice. And I know some of y'all don't want to talk about that or think about that. Y'all are like, Doctor Who, this shouldn't be about blah, 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 what do you what? I don't care. This is a podcast with two black men presenting people. Like, we're going to talk about this stuff. Like, if that's, that's what we're here. And Look, I have opinions, too, that are informed by my own biases. Like, I got them, too, but I, I think about them. I think about them. I sit with them. I acknowledge them. And then I keep my little preference, but at least I know where, where it's coming from, and I know what it's informed by, and I can deconstruct that while keeping my preference. Like, that's fine. So I'm just encouraging y'all to do that because Yaz absolutely reacted, first and foremost. She was definitely emotional. Secondly, even if she didn't, like, do you know how much was going on? <laughs> right. That's the thing. Also, I think we talked about this all after we watched the episode, um, right after. I also think part of the issue is not understanding or not liking the tone of the season. Like, either people aren't understanding or maybe they just don't like it. And that's fair. I think also part of the, the issue is that they're not wallowing this season in the, like, despair of it all. When bad things happen, they acknowledge it, but then they move on. I think it's partly because we have so much story to pack into these six episodes, but also, like... We're just trying to make this an epic Doctor Who story. So I can understand not dwelling in the despair. And I think that's part of the issue. People expect it bigger, longer. But I'm like, we didn't have time for that this episode. I am appreciative they even gave her that close up and then moved on. No, that's exactly the thing. Because it's been kind of a consistent, not even a criticism, but like a note. Like, oh, they don't really spend a lot of time on the like, the follow up. And it's like, they don't have the time. Like, I, right. I mean, and this might be one of those things that come from our specific experiences as being black film presenting people. But like, sometimes things just happen back to back and you just have to roll with it. Like, you really don't have time mm -hmm. to sit with trauma or grief or any of that until like, 
you know, at some point it will catch up to you. And there is still room in the like future of this show for that to catch up with the characters that we're going to spend time with. Right. But like in the moment, like literally if somebody like even like, yeah, says like when they're, you know, like tossing a body and she's like, like we got things to do. Like, it is mm-hmm. sad that this person's dead and that we also have to dispose of a body, but, like, it does have to be done so we can proceed, right? Like, it doesn't mean I don't care, but it just means that I don't have time to dwell on what it means and to, like, really think about the impact of this choice. Like, I just have to act. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, literally so much is happening in these episodes. And so much is happening in that episode. And that is happening in a moment where, like, they are also actively fighting the... Like, they are... Mm-hmm. Their plan is in action. So they take a moment out of the active moment, like, active plan or, like, let's acknowledge that to the story happened. really right so it's like it, you have to like remember like all these things are happening in conjunction with each other they are happening at the same time so there's like the the director or the whatever they have to like decide how much time are we spending on the moment and i felt like for that character we got a really good a really good moment for him mm-hmm. to say goodbye right and then we also got a good moment of the people we care about <laughs> like reacting to that now if you care about dan and thus, we're expecting something different. I don't know. But from the people I care about, which is everybody but Dan, I think it was a good reaction. So, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, I just feel like you have to remember that, like, in the moment, this is also, this is happening concurrently with other things in that storyline. And so, even having a moment where the characters are thinking about it or talking about it, it's <laughs> taken away from, like, what they're doing, which is literally mm-hmm. in that time, like, they are literally in the middle of like trying to get the uh potatoes to like mess up their own trap. Like you know what I mean? Like we gotta we gotta make sure they get in here before you know while the flux is still going, but make sure they get out that we get out before the you know the situation closes. Mm-hmm. It was like a lot happening at the same time. That's all I'm saying. So like that was yeah, it wouldn't have made sense to pull away for that, especially for like two whole minutes or something. Like it was a good amount of time, honestly. Like I was surprised because mm-hmm. we didn't spend that much time with the character that like. He was given like an OG. Cause he was a real one and then he deserved it. So boom. Absolutely. I'm super happy they took out that time because yeah, he absolutely deserved it. And I was happy they showed Yao's reaction because I did while I was watching the, the, the show, I acknowledged him like, yeah, like they've been friends and in this for three years. Like, right. yeah, that makes sense. She would react. So I was so surprised to get on Twitter the next day and everybody's <laughs> like, whoop, de, whoop, de, whoop, Yaz didn't give nothing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Ooh, y'all got a, whoo. Like all three of them were there. Rewatch, rethink something. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that was interesting. So uh, back to Dan and why is he here? Like (laughs) several things happened this episode. Um, We already (laughs) talked about him really just doing his species bonded homeboy, Carvinista, real dirty. Like by not acknowledging, like you want to talk about not acknowledging, he did not acknowledge that Carvinista just lost his people. And like, as if that wasn't bad enough. Like that already was like, "Mm, weird. But we'll get to Bell and Vinder. But when he is there, he's taking up space, which is what we've been concerned about all season, taking up space where other stories should be having their moment. So, for instance, Diane and Dan are reunited, which is cute. Whatever. Who cares? But they're reunited at the exact same time Bell and Vinder are reunited. Bell and Vinder, who we've been telling their love story across the universe for the whole season are reuniting but instead of focusing on them we keep cutting to dan and diane who never even went on a date hello <laughs> like hello bella's sitting here telling vendor like you gonna be a daddy and 
Diane and like Dan are like trying to figure out like, oh, but are we really actually like, we don't know, like whatever. And it's like, it feels like that moment was there just to give Dan a conclusion to his arc that wasn't even really there. His arc was not fleshed out. We can't even use the word arc and Dan in the same sentence because that's unfair to writers, writing, storytelling. Um, no, it was like, and it was like, what's wild about it is that, like, I genuinely care about Diane. Yeah, <laughs> like, is she a shooter? Diane, but then I, it's like, we're attached to Dan. <laughs> like, we are, we are unfortunately, like, we get Diane through Dan. And I'm like, how about this? Let's not do that. Um, but yeah, he, they literally cut, like, they literally are hugging and then, like, <laughs> they're like, the camera's like, oh, let me defocus on the couple we care about and, like, focus on Dan and Diane and I'm just like that's the choice y'all just made like <laughs> my brain was literally like wow that was a choice and they they do it twice they do it later in a yeah. oh. so it's like he's literally there to be disruptive as far as I'm concerned like just to disrupt other people's arcs other people's moments like you are literally just there to get in the way and that's not and he wasn't even that funny in this episode for people who are like, he's there for comedic relief. Not this episode. First of all, other people were plenty funny. There were, uh, Yaz got a chuckle on me. The doctor, being three doctors, was hilarious. Um, So Dan wasn't needed in that way in this episode either. This episode, he bothered me the most out of all season. Because, yeah. whereas before it was like harmless, like why is he here? But like, he's not taken away necessarily because we're still giving everybody what they need. This episode, he was actively taking away and actively not fulfilling the character they had set him up to be. Like, I feel like the Dan we knew up to this point would have cared that Carbonese's people are all gone. Yeah, it was, like, I laughed at him multiple times in the episode, but it was, like, the incredulous laugh. Like, <laughs> wow. Not like, a, oh, that was genuinely funny. <laughs> so I was just like, what are we doing here? Like, every moment with him in this episode definitely felt like, it should have been spent elsewhere. And I was just yeah. like, why are we doing this? And then he like, ha, fetch your dog. And I'm just like, oh no. Okay. Like, now. <laughs> like the thing is like in my mind, like I understand technically the point he serves because he's the connection point or like the thing that brings us like the reason we have Carbonista is because he's there to protect Dan. But here's the problem. Yes. <laughs> This is the problem. Or Y'all or literally any of the other humans. Literally, you invented a character to to bridge <laughs> the gap with other characters, but you could have just added those characters to somebody else. Like Yaz could have that could have been Carmenita. Yaz could have been species bonded. Um, Claire, J- Jericho, anybody, literally anybody we met this season could have been species bonded, and that would have been fine, right? Like I don't, it, there, it did not need to be a whole thing. And Diane, like we could have literally just met diane like i don't know Heck, i really don't know as an independent character just like claire and then have carmenisa bonded to diane like it could have been literally like we could have just had diane walking through the museum explaining the tunnels or whatever and then she get kidnapped like every, the whole story like i thought about this extensively how easily dan could be erased out of the season and nothing and i mean nothing cha- I, it's not one of those things like oh it's a little wibble no I promise Nothing you, it changes. can it can be completely the same without and we'll him. We'll talk more like, about that in whatever coming soon. You'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we, we, have, we have we have thoughts and plans. And we so have we are gonna and plan. We gonna yeah. plan, we we gonna talk about that because whoo. Um, 
so yeah, uh, Belle and Vendor did get robbed. But I do just want to take a moment, like a little section of the episode to say it was very cute when they did get back together. I wish, I don't think the moment got all the weight it deserved, especially since we spent all season building up to it. But they're just, they're, uh, everything I love about them as individuals and was thinking, oh, they'll be perfect together. It becomes clear even in the little bit that we see them together. Like, yes, that is in fact true. Yeah. Um, they're they, super cute. They, they both like, are shooters. Like they have, they they're on that same like wavelength. Like I just, mm-hmm. love I love it. that. I, I love their that they're both shooters, but they're both like positive people. Like they both, yeah, like, could have easily been like really broody and like really like oh, I've been through this, this, and this. But as soon as they see each other, it's like none of that. Like none of that. Even but while they were separated, they for the most part were like not leaning into that. And I love how how like. We didn't have to do the whole like trauma porn thing where like we have something really mm-hmm. horrible happen. Like what happened in the past happened and it's still like a bad thing that happened to Vendor, like his experiences, but it wasn't like they didn't like use Bell in some kind of, like I was just kind of nervous. I was like the way that shit gonna be acting with these characters, I don't know. Like yes. I was giving him the benefit of the doubt, but there was a part of me like they mm-hmm. might try to put somebody in danger <laughs> um, to further you know like give drama and i was like please let's not do that and i love that they did not make that a drama point it was just like we just gonna have them reunite and be cute and then they're gonna just be shooting together for the rest of the episode which is like optimal for me like i was like yes this is exactly it's more realistic to be honest like <laughs> i mean trauma happens and life happens but when you're in love or you're married or whatever the case may be like if you're apart from that person for a while like when you first see them again your first thought is not Oh, look at all the things. Like, it's, you're just so happy to see them. Like, right. you forget the rest of it. So I thought that was so cute and very, like, realistic. Like, oh, my gosh, finally I get to tell you all this good stuff. We're having a baby. <laughs> like, makes total sense to me. Um, I will say at the end, so their storyline wraps up by going with Carvinista. Like, it's like, oh, a family and their dog. Like, LOL. <laughs> and I'm just, it makes no sense to me. I'm yeah, not saying. It's weird. It's weird, yeah. but I have, like, that's one of those things I have thoughts about yes i don't like i haven't fully saying, resolved it but yeah it is a choice like what is yeah, happening here? I just it, they don't have to stay with the doctor like that didn't have to be a thing but i'm just like they don't know they've knew carvinista like for five well bell knew carvinista for five minutes before the doctor got there like not even they were like about to shoot out each other and that's when the doctor showed up like it, they're not close they but, definitely uh, colonized his ship yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay bell i got because you definitely you were in command of that ship for the for a while. However, <laughs> that is technically a Lupari ship. So you are colonizing this ship. And then you're gonna you're 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 not giving <laughs> Carbonita a choice. It's like you can stay on the ship with us. Or you cannot stay on the ship. Yeah, like I know Carbonita doesn't have anybody, <laughs> so it's like we should give him somebody, but like right. we'll talk about that at a later date. But like it's I don't know. It was just yeah. strange. It was a strange choice. It wasn't a harmful choice. Just like one of those things where I was like, I mean, okay, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I did see it as like, and if it feels like it might have been intentional, but maybe not. I can't call it. But it definitely feels to me like a paralleling of the doctor, where it's like we know right. that the Carbonista, I said the Carbonista, that Carbonista and the doctor have history. Um, and then there's like now they are kind of similar in that it's like oh we're the last of our kind, even though 
the doctor. I don't even mm-hmm. actually know at this particular point if the doctor is the last. Like, other than the master, I don't know. It's very unclear. It's very... It's very unclear. Also, nebulous. might sound like the doctor was the only other kind. Then they made more of the doctor out of her kind. And uh-huh. then... Like, who can say? It's like, who can say? It's it's all over the place. I think it's meant to be nebulous <laughs> so they can do, choose to do what they want at any given True. moment. So, like... Yeah. So cool. I, I, I felt like Carmine did the master kill him that. off. We don't know. We don't know. I I take his word for it that he probably definitely gave it the old college try. Like some <laughs> of them could have got away, but I think he definitely would have went in with the full intent. Um, but yeah, like Carmine is now like the last of it. No, you know that he's aware of. Um, and then also he's like, well, I'm taking these two like humans or. It's kind of like he becomes the doctor in his own story, right? Like, now he's mm-hmm. the, his version. Of, and I kind of like the idea of that, like, becoming the thing that, not necessarily that you hate, but, like, you have this relationship with this person. We don't know what that relationship is, by the way, but we do know the doctor's relationship with their companions and how they kind of leave them and then have to da 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 And it's like, Arvanita is now, damn, like, now I have to be like you in a way. Like, I've, I've become you through these circumstances. I don't know. I feel like that's a cute in cool potential story like that they can mm-hmm. tell in the future or like those characters come back and we see them because like i mean timey wimey like they could come back and have been traveling for 10 years and be a whole thing you know we don't know but i just oh like gosh, i felt like they have, they, had, a, they have a whole kid yeah like a child like a whole just child talking and stuff Ooh. but yeah so i don't know i just like the idea of like in in some version of this story like carbon the doctor like these are the companions and they're yeah. like traveling and now because you know they're these are all people aligned with the kind of stuff the doctor is aligned with, which is like, if I'm landing somewhere, I'm helping people. Like, that's what they, that's the one thing that's been clear about, like, especially Belle. But, like, in Vendor, all these characters are very much about, like, the greater good and protecting people. So I love the idea that they are now, like, a new TARDIS team of sorts. Not with a TARDIS, obviously, but, like, the same energy, just maybe without the time part. But I don't know, because they really do seem to have a grasp on time so they might know where I to get know, a time. You see that's what I'm saying like they didn't know who they knew they knew some stuff they'd be knowing, knowing some stuff so maybe <laughs> we, we will see what that because I do think they're going to come back like just the yeah. setup seems like they're going to be back in some capacity maybe not like as full time companions or even maybe for a full episode but you know how like sometimes what was their name lizard lady that wasn't her name but Vastra <laughs> Madam Vastra yes Madam Vastra like she be here and there <laughs> So maybe it'll be something like that. Yeah, I would love to see that. Um, so another area where Dan just Dan it all up. Very upsetting. Damn it, Dan. Um Thasman. Thasman is sailing, everybody. The ship Thasman is sailing. We are a go. I don't care. You can't tell me <laughs> nothing. Because even at the worst case scenario at this point is that. Chibnall may not want Thasman to happen, but it is clear the actors do. This director did. The writers even seem to. So, like the well, other Chibnall, side writers. So, like Chibnall may not be in it, but the rest of us are in it. And that's a no. Nah, Chibnall have to be. He has to be aware because he wrote, except for like one. I think except for what episode the three is like he he wrote these by himself. So all them little moments. Now, granted, that could be the director. The director could have been right. putting extras like, hey, the script say y'all talk, but talk with a little. that could be what the director did but Chibnall still got like creative control to be like don't do that and he didn't he didn't veto none of that how so that to Mm -hmm. me is a cosign that what we're seeing on on the screen is meant to be what it is and therefore Thasman is official it is canon it is the only is the truth in the way because 
when they come together and they have, hey, let's talk about the doctor being like an upstanding partner and saying, you know, I messed up. Like, I should have yes. let you in. I, I shouldn't have treated you like that. That was my bad. In complete contrast to this man. Which, like, like, first of all, already when we're starting <laughs> down this down this path, y'all know I have complained. Like, even outside of the thousand of it all, I'm like, as their, like, what we know of their friendship even, this makes no sense. Like, hello? So right. I was already, like, appreciating the apology, but then it kept going. It oh. Was just, it was just, it was very much like, to me, and I look, hey, to me, I'll put the little caveat. It felt very much to me like the moment where we have both collectively decided that we were not just friends. Like, I think they both were like, ah, this is my girlfriend, but maybe she don't know she's my girlfriend. And the other one's like, acknowledging no. something this, to me, mentally like, yeah, this felt to me like we are like, did we just become like, are we in a relationship right now? Like, is this what just happened? Because that's what I just saw. A few, I more words. Gossip, but a few more words and we would have been there. Also, was like, when so close. And then here he come. Here come Dan. Where's my room again? Fam, if you don't just look around, oh my gosh. You ain't got nothing else to do. Bro, just walk around. You'll find something. Like, he how really dare you? interrupted that whole moment. And I, oh, uh oh. Because also earlier in the episode, as if like this wasn't good enough, we did when when thirteen shows back up. They first of all, like she's excited to see everybody. She tells, yeah, she misses her. Like she's like, I miss you too, or whatever. But like she's first of all split up into two di- two different two other places. Um, also, there's a lot happening. You know, the universe coming to an end and everything. Um, so she doesn't have time. But the doctor does say, "Wait, hold on," and then like gives Yaz the longest hug. And I was like, like, there is longing in that hug. I'm so sorry. Like, they like I'm watching, I the, like, am again to a acknowledge moment. that I'm watching with shipper goggles, but you can't, like, I don't be hugging my <laughs> no, friends. Like that. No, no, hugging, no, no. But no, I don't no. be hugging my friends. It's just like that. with Jericho, like how they took that time to, like, we're going to take a moment to sit with this, that this is happening. They didn't have to, like, they didn't have to acknowledge how much they meant to each other. They could just be like, oh, boom, we together again and kept going. The fact that it was like a stop, like I need to like, I need to hug you. I need to touch you. I need to like, you are real. We are literally now together again. That is not, I don't do, I mean, I love my best friends and, and they, we all be separated. And when I say, I'm like, what up? And we do a little quick little dappy dap. I'm not about to be sitting here hugging you for 35 minutes. I don't know. I just feel like it was a different kind of energy. Especially if there's a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, and like, if it's something happening, and I'm going to give you like, like a high five and then we're going to hop in the car and go do what we got to do. I have a lot of like internet friends that maybe I'll see like once a year at a convention and you know what a lot's happening like oh we are we were heading to this panel oh hey good to see you like I'm not saying everybody hold on hold up I got a hug like you wouldn't believe real quick like that's not happening later if it's just like oh it's my friend like I love you all you know like I holler at you but like when you gotta take that moment you gotta take that moment to like acknowledge the see so when they're finally talking <laughs> 13 the doctor she's apologizing and also she's like i want to tell you everything i'm like ooh, ooh, and then the yaz is receiving it yaz is giving it back and the way they shot it like they're clearly standing so close together i was like no it's like this is happening and then it was like, if, if it was another show it would be like followed up with like when i'm gonna get pushed to a wall like that's how i'm not trying to give you too right. much of a thing but that is definitely the energy of that shot like if we were watching something else i would have expected it to escalate in a different way but yes. because dr yes. who i knew wasn't gonna do that but then they didn't have to come up in there at all but he definitely didn't have to come in when they was like 
the eye contact, it was like that energy was, I was like, oh, he is playing in my face. Like, that's when I knew yeah. I hated them. Like, I he just escalated to hate. It escalated to hate. I was like, then it's fine. I'll deal with Dan this whole season, whatever. This is when I was like, no. This, it's, it's hands for Dan. Because first and foremost, even if you can't find your room, you need to read the room. You need to have, you need to have acknowledgement of what's happening. Like, oh, this is like a moment. Let me shut the hell up. And stay. He could have been standing there. They didn't let him stand there. Like, I wouldn't even be mad if he was just standing there looking at him. It would have been weird. And not, that would have been committed. But no, you're going to absolutely interrupt hey in fact that would have been better if dan like they're like about to like keep talking like he and then like the doctor pauses and like looks over yaz's shoulder and then it pans to dan who's like awkwardly standing there like not sure like i I was gonna i exactly like clearly walked in on it and didn't know how to get out that would have been funny and a good way to like interrupt it for storytelling purposes because dan also seems to be hip to it if you'll remember on the ship that's what I'm saying. Like, he literally made a conscious choice to be a hater in that moment. And I'm like, it's too much hateration and holleration in this dancery. And I will not stand for it. That's why he is now on my list, on the shit list. Because you're not about to keep... First and foremost, you did it for my first baby booze. You did... They panned away from this sweet mo- emotional reunion between these, like, lovers who've been across time and space. And then you come into my ship Okay, and then you interrupt like no, no, I'm sorry, and I'm not even like a like a like y'all don't mm-hmm. know, but I'm not actually a huge shipper. I don't, I generally don't ship people that I don't think the show is trying to ship or not even like alluding to in some way. So this is disrespectful to me specifically because I have given my like <laughs> like I've invested in this particular ship, and you sit here and you come into my into my space and interrupt this moment that I have been meeting and wanting yeah nicole a, isn't really is not really in the romance at all like that's not that's not their bag um like a cute little something something but like you don't seek it out quite like that <laughs> nah so, like, right, oh, i am always having shipper goggles on like i will admit like i do i be staying with them on um nick <laughs> doesn't so the fact that nicole's out here too that should tell you something it's just rude i didn't appreciate what he did there no, I don't appreciate him. Matter of fact, like rewind a little bit. I don't appreciate him getting invited. Quite frankly, like this is like the fourth time not even being dramatic. The fourth time he has had an opportunity to be left at home, and somebody's like, "You want to come?" And I'm so tired of it. It's so <laughs> like at this point, out of character for the doctor to keep doing it because, like, usually if I didn't brought you home this many times, <laughs> like you just end up at your house. I'm gonna leave you at your house. The fact that we keep like. Dan is fetch and they trying to make fetch happen and I don't appreciate it. And fetch ain't gonna happen. Like y'all need to y'all it's just quit happen. it. Quit it out. Or or like maybe it will, like post yaz, but now is not the time. This is Clearly. not this was not the moment to introduce this man. And then the, to have him just not provide any I don't know. Like he did not do a thing. Like I really y'all heard it. Every episode I was like, okay, I think he's gonna be here. Like I think it's gonna make sense next episode. I think like I gave him every episode to like for the next episode to make sense. And finally he had a moment where he could have been something and still gave us nothing at all. And I'm like, even like I really was like, okay, he's here. Now they could flip, you know, the tables can turn with carbon and he can actually be useful for carbon. Nope, didn't even do that. I'm like, nah. Nah, he ain't he's useless. It's a useless Yeah, character. no, they really didn't. All the places where he should have been used, they didn't use in this episode. So I oh. If the doctor was still into giving rude nicknames, he definitely would have been like a, the idiot or the spare. I th- I like the spare. <laughs> the spare yeah. feels good to me. That's him from now on. Right now. 
And I, okay, well, I'll save those thoughts for when we, when we get to, like, talk about season in general. Let's move to our last couple points for this episode. Um, the conclusion of it all. The flux, the fugues. Yeah. I think we did pretty all right. I think, I, think I, so. I, I know some, like, for some people, it's like, oh, there was a lot left uh, un, unexplained. But I, for me, I'm happy with it. Like, they explained just as much as I feel like they needed to. And left as much ambiguous as they could get away with, which sets us up for what is unfortunately the end of Jody's run. So. Right. And like, for me, I felt like every, every ending is a beginning in Doctor Who. Like that is how it works. Like we are rarely get given strong conclusive. Like this is a final story. Um, But I think it really brought together at least the main things. Like we, it's called Doctor Who Flux. Flux was the the thing, mm-hmm. right? We had a really good explanation of why it existed, what the purpose was, what it was going to do. Like in a way that we don't always actually get. Like sometimes things just are. And this time it was like, no, this is a very well thought out like plan that we were doing. Um, and so that was we got a good conclusion out of that. We also got a cute like little situation with the Fooglings where they were just giving, you know, they were doing a little everything. villain spiel. They were giving us <laughs> everything. And also, like, it was a good conclusion for them because they have, for the past, at least, especially the last two episodes, been very, the whole time, but especially the last couple episodes, they've been like, we are here because time, that bitch, time, you will not <laughs> hold time down like this. Like, you cannot keep a good time down. And so it was very much about them achieving those ends, right? So, like, mm-hmm. when they, time is like, now, look, bro, you kind of dropped the ball. I'm not going to lie. You definitely dropped the ball. You're so I'm going to have to get bit. you. You didn't quite do what you needed to do, but I appreciate you. I appreciate the dedication. Um, I don't know. I thought that was a really good ending for them because they were like fanatical. Like, it's like, I don't think yeah. they played that way. But when you listen back to it or think about it, they have the whole mm-hmm. time have been talking about time. as like, this is who we are. We are serving uh, someone else. And like, they have been using time as, a personification. So they've always right. been talking about and a person. I always thought it was just that time is so powerful as a, a, a like concept. Like I was like, yeah, as a concept, yeah. as a, as a thing that exists in the universe that they were personifying it to like explain the plot power. But no, time is literally personified. Like I mean, right. we don't know what time's whole deal is right now. Like, are they an entity? Unclear. Exactly. It, like it's something. They are something. And I but. It wasn't until then that we realized, like, oh, time, like, like the person or, or being time. Yeah. Oh, oh. And I thought that was a... So, first, I'm like, hmm, okay. Well, you know, they out here in these streets, in these galactic streets, doing what they do. And I love that it was, like... They out here, like, uh, uh, David Tennant and Harry Potter. They were, like, I'm about right. to get my master. I'm going to do what I got to do. I was, like, Literally. Oh. And to the point where, like, even when, he, when they knew, like, oh, it's a wrap on us. And they were just, like, damn, here it is. We still get this, like, even in this final moment, <laughs> like, we still out here doing what we need to do. Um, so, I, I really love that. I love that it ended up being like a, like a being of some sort. Like we are still mm-hmm. unclear, which some people might have an issue with, but to me, I'm like, Ooh, the potential storytelling of right, that right. aspect. And then they dropped a little, little, no, you know, a little tip, a little tip to bitch. Um, <laughs> about like talking to the doctor and saying like, you know, time and his master. And like, look, we know the word master it. means other things, right? Like we know, but, but I'm not you. We, 
We hey. talked about this last week. We talked about it. Y'all were there? I, yeah, like, the first and foremost, <laughs> like, when you think about this story, this is a direct response to the masters, like, mm-hmm. telling the doctor about their past or whatever. So, mm-hmm. like, the master is a part of the story, even if they are not visibly a part of the story. But I'm going to need, we going to get to that. I'm going to need y'all to come correct on that part. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> but, I... yeah, I, I actually really like, the more I thought about that, the more I liked it. Because I'm just like, this whole time, they really just been fan- like fanatics, right? Like, yep. we, you don't think, you just think like the All power. deserve their greater power being. And right. I did like that they even like said, like, that's your faith. And I was like, oh, this is so interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, that when they were is... talking to the doctor, because the doctor was, you know, saying like, no, you can't do that. Like, uh, life well, matters. Or something. They were like, that's your right. faith. I was like, oh, okay, interesting. So I loved it. I also love that time is hella petty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they really showed up with the doctor said, well, we still showed up with the doctor for you. And time basically said, what am I supposed to do with her right now? Like, what? like no, Watch out, we don't, like, don't like, do fret. I got plans for this one. Um. Which I again, I just like <laughs> time having an intention is very interesting to me as a concept, and I just love that time is like I see you, and don't you worry, <laughs> we will have a conversation in the future, which is like definitely ominous and definitely threatening, and we already know this is the <laughs> like the end of Jody's runs. So I'm like, damn, time really about to catch up with you. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's, it's, the thing is, it's like not a threat, like. It, it's like, like it's literal. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> at this point, yeah, it's but. like, this is happening. Time is definitely going to get you. I don't know how. I don't know what the what the circumstances will be, but I'm, it's not looking good for you out here. <laughs> Honestly, I do love it when we know how the doctors, like, you know, where, like, doctor is told kind of in advance. Not necessarily for sure how they're going to go out, but, like, we're already seeding, seeding it. Like, ooh. Right. Like, I don't want it to be, like, there will I don't be know. Three knocks or her, what was this to be four episodes of like you know you just crying about it? But like I definitely <laughs> don't mind the doctor having a good understanding. Like I am nearing the end of this run, so let me like make amends. But it don't have to be four. The doctor episodes. got a lot to wrap up, so I do appreciate. Oh no, I mean it doesn't have to go on forever and ever. But it I do appreciate one like the cute little moment. <laughs> yeah, I do like when they get a chance to like make peace with like especially if they specifically in that form had a relationship that it might not have the same you know they it might not be the same when they regenerate you know some of these mm-hmm. things like we like oh they're gonna be good they'll be all right like they connected but some of them it's like i feel like as soon as i regenerate me and you ain't gonna buy them no more so i want to say i love you i had a good run <laughs> like i think that having a chance to do that is cool but yeah the doctor gotta get it together because time is on your ass <laughs> <laughs> which is which is so so funny because they really been staying playing in time and space this whole this whole series the whole the whole, the whole every all how every what do I mean 60 we said 60 60 yeah. years of playing in time thing okay across different body shapes different mm-hmm. like, you just been doing playing in a face with different faces Time is ready. Time is gonna get you. Time is is finna get you. It, it's been waiting. You thought you were just getting away with it, but no, this it's been waiting. It's like, oh, your time coming. You keep playing my face. I I I got some for you. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I love it. I'm excited for it. Uh, love the tease. Love 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 what they're setting up. Of course, mm-hmm. 
Doctor Who be playing fast and loose with its own ideas. So, like, it could fall right on its face. But the setup right now is pretty good. Uh, Yeah. So, with that, I guess we can get into what's our final verdict on the season. Um, We basically touched on most of these points just in talking about the final episode. But I do want to say this episode was very good it was giving what it needed to give and we realized that the director for this episode azure salim directed all the best episodes in our opinion this season uh he directed episode three which was once upon time that was iconic episode five which was survivors of the flux y'all were just here we talked about it last week and obviously this episode the vanquishers i Again, we kind of talked about like the fathomment of it all, but also talking about how direction makes all the difference. Those episodes really stood out and really like are what, I mean, all the episodes were good. Like, don't get me wrong. The season was good, but those episodes really stand out. And if they had been bad, would have probably wrecked the season. So that just goes to show you like that these things make a difference. Like, yes, Christian Noel was writing them, but he also wrote the other season. So like, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't always mean anything so direction makes a difference performance you need the perfect mix and he really i just want to give a shout out to him i don't know much about him um i think we saw that he's going to be doing like something with the anansi boys anasi boys what what's it yeah yes. he's directing i assume it doesn't i believe direct, yeah. it doesn't i think it's just listed under director so we're going to yeah. say directing the episodes and that is I mean, it's exciting because I feel like he has a very good eye for like mm-hmm. these moments that, again, we were talking about just like lingering at the right time to focus mm-hmm. on the right people, like small things that elevate the story or like that change the writing on the page to like, again, now I think Azor might be, I might be giving us Fasman. Like he might be on the team. He's on the ship with us. He got to be. Because I feel like every, all the, like, I feel like he's giving us what we need from that angle. Um, but yeah, so I think, like, we had to shout them out just because I feel like these were the best episodes. And they also are the episodes that, like, make me the most excited about, like, these characters mm-hmm. and these, like, relationships. Like, you know. Um, That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, like, it, I hope we see more from him. It seems like he's, like, really. He's busy. He's booked and busy, but I hope we see more from him as far as like Doctor Who. I don't think he's slated to, or if we he is, we don't know to direct any of the rest of Jody's run. But come back, Drew. We love you. Love you. You got some fans in this fandom. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, last I guess my other thoughts like I know this is true of every season of Doctor Who ever. Like this is not unique that people are unhappy with the season. That's true always because. People come to Doctor Who for different reasons, so certain things are going to scratch certain itches for certain people and not for others. So I get that. However, I, the some of the complaints I've been seeing, I don't understand them. Like I, you're entitled to not like the season. Like again, there are things we have been complaining about. Like for some of y'all, some of y'all like Dan, and we stayed on him. Like he wasn't bad all I the did. time, but we have stayed <laughs> not given. We we don't let that man breathe. <laughs> um. So like obviously you can have differing opinions, but some of the takes I've been seeing, I'm like I. It really feels, again, do the introspection. Like, if you're someone who doesn't like this season, like, I would like to know why. Maybe ask yourself why. Because some of these things, I'm like, these are just Doctor Who things. Like, I, <laughs> That's what my thing was. Like, a lot of the stuff that I saw, I felt like was like, I feel like this applies liberally to, like, every <laughs> every single season. Um, like, the specific criticisms are... 
again, there are valid criticisms. <laughs> there are things that people did not like about like the pacing and all that, which is right. for sure clearly different because it's a much shorter season. So they are packing right. more story into shorter episodes. I mean, and shorter people, amount of time. Yeah, and some people decided, didn't like that. That's not the move. Which right, you know, fair enough. Like, and then like the tone it. and stuff. But I'm like, I don't know. Like, cause to me, the tone is very much like is what I think attracted me to Doctor Who. Which is like, are we, are we, is this, are we being comical? Are we being serious? I don't know. I felt mm-hmm. like it matched that level. Um, and then some people said the tone was off, and I'm just like, I mean, I'll give you that first episode. That first episode had me. I did not know what I was supposed to be feeling coming away from that. I was like, do I? Am I supposed to be happy? Was that funny? Was it scary? What was it? Um, but I feel like that was much more crisp throughout the season. I think mm-hmm. it, they carried it through really well. Like once they got it in episode two, I feel like it was pretty consistent. Um, and I feel like it was it felt Doctor Who to me, like ramped up. I think they ramped up a lot of stuff. So like if there are elements <laughs> that you don't like about certain things, that might have been more pronounced because everything was kind of turned up to eleven. Um, but I don't know. It- I just, like we can we're, we're gonna talk about this more at a later date and if you are a listener who wasn't happy with this season um actually really truly though we'd like to hear from you so if you could tweet at us at like at black girls create or hashtag tarvis and just like let us know why i just out of curiosity i'm just trying yeah. to like understand and we can at a later date we'll like discuss the things we see find here and our mm-hmm. thoughts about them but we don't really want to get too much space for them in this episode because we were trying to act, react to the episode itself but it's hard to stay away from twitter and like mm-hmm. see the but tapes yeah. but i will say overall i feel this season was all of the best parts of new who amped up not without flaw but like it felt reminiscent of rtd in the best ways and reminiscent of moffat in the best ways like it took the best them at their best and put it all in one season it still had flaws that are very much in, in <laughs> integral really to chimnal like chimnal just has some 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 issues with writing that i think are just part of him and he's gone to work <laughs> on long term and those were still issues and i get that but like yeah i feel like we got the characterization and the and and the relationships um, and the just emotional stakes that RTD can give while giving the like complex, like interwoven, timey wimey story that Moffat often tries to give <laughs> to success and sometimes not so much, but it gave us the best of that. And so I was feeling it. It felt like who it felt like I was coming home. So I loved it. Yeah. I, I mean, like literally exactly the best of like the previous show runners and even just the best of what I think people wanted out of Chibnall because like mm-hmm. people came into it expecting him to have that kind of this kind of clear crisp storytelling that we did not get and now whatever the reasons are I can't say because I feel like especially in the, his first season it felt like that was a deliberate choice to like let's just be it was yeah, like, let's just make this super accessible for people to the point, to the detriment of, like, the fans who have been following the show for a long time. It was an overcorrection. Have... Right. It, because Moffat had gotten so convoluted, whether you liked right. his run or not. I'm not even saying that, but, like, you can't deny by the end. Like, I watched with my family at that point, and, like, they were watching with me. They're not, like, diehard, diehard die- Doctor Who fans, like, in the fandom, but we enjoyed watching it together. But, like, they would be lost every episode, and it definitely wasn't something that if you had not watched Doctor Who before, you could just jump into an episode and get into it. So I think right. they were trying to correct for that. They overcorrected, and that's how we ended up with the season that we got. 
So yeah. this was finally finding that good sweet spot. Finally, after so yeah. long. This is a great. I would say this season is a really, really good jumping in point because it's like, yeah, there is context that you would want to have from previous seasons. But I feel like if you just started at the first episode mm-hmm. of this season and watched it, this is a cute, self-contained story. Like it is, I mean, it's a lot mm-hmm. happening and there are things you will not get, but you will not know what you don't know if you haven't seen the show because exactly. the story it tells is actually fairly well wrapped up. And I, I think that's one of the criticisms that I saw where like people were like, oh, it's a lot. But I'm like, we're watching it again through our lens of like having seen every episode of New Who, right? Before this. But also I think this has to work for people who are jumping in. Um, or I think that was maybe an intention, like for it to just work on its own because it's like last hoorah, whatever. And I think it works really well that way. I mean, I would like to know if anybody does jump in and like I'm gonna just watch this season first and then decide if I wanna watch the show or whatever. I would love to hear from those people. Cause I honestly feel like if I did not have the context, this would work. For me, because it's so mm-hmm. like it's a lot happening. It's very random, but it's random to us too. And they don't know that they will not like. Who is this man? Who is that? What is this? We also don't know. But I think at the end of the season, those the questions that a person who didn't know anything would have get answered, and the questions that we as fans who've been watching for a long time don't get answered. But that's because the point is for us to keep watching. Like the point is that we are now like there is something else for us to like wait for an answer for. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that was one of those, one of those things I realized like last night I was thinking about it. Like, Oh, I would love to, I would love to experience this season with no context. Cause I mm-hmm. honestly think this might even be a really, really good, like standalone. Like, let's just sit down and watch Dr. Who and see what happens. Kind of season that I think. Oh, could I'm get so a lot thrilled. Like speaking <laughs> of my family, when I go home for the holidays, I know they're not caught up on who. I am so thrilled to watch it with all of them because I'm like, this is really good. And I think they're going to love it. Um, even though I think they're going to be like, well, we should ca- like rewatch like from wherever they last watched and right. like get caught up <laughs> and like refresh our memory. And I'm going to tell them not to. So it won't be like having fresh eyes on this right. season, but like fresh enough to like see how well it does work because I think they're going to love it and be able to just pick right back up without needing anything else. Um, I guess they might ask where's Ryan, but like other than that, like, wait, wait, hold up, like we're missing. <laughs> where's the homie? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I liked it. I love the pacing. Um, I will say, as far as Timnel's falls go, even though the the doctor's characterization overall, though I've had complaints, and Yaz's characterization, character, good lord, characterization <laughs> this season has been so much better. You still saw his weakness with characterization as far as, like, committing and developing. Like, I feel like once established, he does fine and he's able to really, like, work on the emotional nuance. But I feel like he has a lot of trouble establishing the character. And we saw that in Dan. Um, Because when we're introduced to Dan, like, he seems to, like, do stuff with, like, the food bank. He seems to be, like food insecure at least uh, uh, himself like he clearly does not have a lot of money when we see his flat like you know they introduce him with diane he's doing this stuff at the uh, museum being like a big docent or whatever mm-hmm. um and they drop so much of that if you'll remember in the in the first episode we talked about like i like not wanting to give uh, uh <laughs> an extra <laughs> white man too much too many things but we were curious about that like that's very interesting to how this character represents an often unrepresented part of the population as far as class goes and they didn't do anything with and it they, they just nothing dropped it oh and as much as we are like literally at dan's house or like in his life whatever i feel like that would have been the place to give him characterization mm-hmm. and give him moments and it's like they i'm like 
They literally did nothing with it. And I cannot believe, like, I, I, I understand the function of making all those choices in that first episode. Because I honestly feel like, to me, that just justifies his inclusion. I know mm-hmm. why y'all did it. And I see you. And I, okay, fine. You definitely did it to meet, not meet a quota, but you definitely did it to say you are represented here, white man of a certain class and a certain, like, because mm-hmm. without Dan, we would not have had, like, we would have had Jericho, but we really wouldn't have had, like, the the everyday white man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was, and Jericho was a few episodes in, like, up until that point, it would have right. been that guy from, um, or the Suntarns, who was not a good character. Right, uh, like, and then, even then, like, he's not the common man. Like, I feel like that was the purpose. Like, oh, even though, yeah, it's the common one, whatever. You know, we know that we already just, have, I acknowledge and accept that white men cannot project onto women, and they definitely cannot project onto women of color. I don't know why. I have to project on white men all my life. I figure it out. But they can't. It's fine. They don't know how to do it. But see, they I added mean, Dan for that purpose. Mm-hmm. But then again, even if I'm that character, if I'm if I felt represented in that first episode, I would then feel not represented for the rest of the season. Like I would feel like, what the hell is this? Like I'm not like my my who I am as a person and my reality is not a toy. Like it's not like a costume you put on. Like I that would have I don't know. Like it didn't really influence I mean, that stuff I noticed. Like uh, on top of being like, you know, black and a woman or whatever. <laughs> uh, um and and like on the LGBTQIA like family like I I also personally like grew up poor. Like so I when it's not something you see represented in TV much. And I think that's why right. I was like, oh, I could appreciate this from Dan because like this is just not a perspective that is valued at least beyond the like, oh, poor, poor person, blah, blah, right. blah, like in the way they could have done with Dan. So if that's the like my main point of view I'm coming from, I would be so mad. Like exactly. there's so much that's not in that's not accurate. So many things he would have noticed and how he would have reacted to things and could have like it could have fit into the story. These moments that you could have found, but they didn't do anything with it. So he's not fulfilling the slot of representation you gave him because it's hard to see it as anything but that, especially when you didn't fulfill it. Right. Um, it's literally like a checkbox. Like, oh, let's just, we have this person. And that's not right. inform the character and at all. And that is- He didn't do anything with it. He wasn't, like, he didn't provi- bring any, like, particular skills. Like, we've talked about Donna before and how, like, she had a certain set of skills that once she was able, had the opportunity to use them, were, like, very useful to the Doctor and their travels. He didn't really have anything to add. I'm partly because Yaz is like just super competent. We didn't need anybody <laughs> to add anything. But there you go. We didn't need anybody to add anything. But like he didn't add anything. So it's like, okay, well then why is he here? And oh. then you think, okay, comedic <laughs> relief. But the writing was so much better this season. There was comedy throughout. Like we didn't necessarily right. need him in that way either. Like he was literally there to like know who uh <laughs> why do I want to say Jacobson? The Williamson, I'm bad with names. The tunnel. Oh, the map. Yeah, he was there to be like, this man be building tunnels. That was it. That was like the whole, like Mm -hmm. his whole thing that he brought that other people did not have context for because they're not from that local area. And when I had that very local knowledge, he was just like, Mm -hmm. this the dude, this the bloke that built tunnels. 
But again, Which you I could have that small <laughs> tidbit, but I feel that I feel but, certainly yeah. could have found another way to do to no, figure out how to introduce that. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. And that's the thing. I mean, Dan, the whole we, season. Right. Like when we talk about representation and the reason I bring this up, because we, we usually are talking about it from the perspective of like we're black. So we want black people to be represented this way. You're queer. You want queer people to be represented this way. Mm-hmm. I'm not a white man. I'm not in the UK. And I still feel like that was a dirt of representation. Like there was no mm-hmm. real acknowledgement other than that first episode where they're like oh this is his reality they do not reflect on that in any way like nope. even when we go back to like with ryan and the dyspraxia i think that was one of those things where they wanted to have representation but could not figure out ways How to, to include it. it right all, like in an organic way so they had to make points to like oh don't forget he has dyspraxia i think that was even much more so that it. <laughs> right that to me was much more so like we didn't realize <laughs> the problem with like how we would visibly show this we didn't realize that just saying representation wasn't enough, basically. Right. But you have to remember, like, oh, damn, yeah. Remember, he had to practice, so he has, you have to explain why he's able to do this or not able to do this versus, like, somebody who has a more visible disability. It's not that difficult because they are, that's just their, their how they, like, if somebody's in a wheelchair, that uh, informs them in a way that you cannot write, like, <laughs> omit. Whereas if somebody has an invisible disability, you have to be very conscious. So I think with Ryan, it was more so like the intention was there. They just didn't realize the challenge of making that a visible thing that people could see and understand that perspective. With Dan, it is completely just that we wanted to say that we had this kind of character on the show, but we don't actually want to think about what being this character is or how that person would experience life. Because I'd be like, I mean, him your whole house getting shrunk. We already know he like I feel like that's one of those things he would just nag about. Like it would be very like pressed about at all times like damn i already ain't got like i don't have much like what are we gonna like what are we doing are we gonna bring it back is Mm -hmm. it gonna get like whatever happens it was just like it was never brought back in any kind not even like subtle ways where it's not even when he goes back like we see him back at the museum but like that's it like right not no and I still don't know if he has a job. Him. Like, does he even, did he get the job or is he still doing that mess? Like, is he still just showing people what's going, like, they don't even, like, close that loop. Like, I don't know if this man got the job at the museum <laughs> or if he's still doing this mess. Like, it's like, if he's still just popping up at the museum, giving people tours and he don't work there, like, there's no character growth, development or anything. And then you have him, like, be just, t- like, not really in a place to receive what Diane was trying to give. And so it's like, you literally do nothing with this character. Like, and I, when I say he's useless, I mean that in every level. Right. I mean, like he, he provides no emotional, cause you can do nothing, but because you, you are important to other characters, you are important to the audience. Nope. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen. But you didn't know any of these characters prior right. to, I mean, besides Diane, but we also didn't know Diane before this. So that doesn't count either. That's what I mean, like, like, no, like, no purpose, not narratively, not, like, connecting with the characters, like, I don't understand, I don't understand. And this is no shade to, like, John Bishop, I know John Bishop has, like, a lot of fans, and, like, he's got, like... I mean, he got dimples. Like, yeah, he got, he got dimples, but he's got, like, he does, he does good work, I hear in the UK, I know people who like him a lot in his other work, like, okay, like, I get it. And, you know, for what he gave when he gave it, like, there was definitely potential there. I think that's what's so frustrating is that there's potential. Like, I am not faulting you if you enjoyed Dan or John's performance. Like, I get it because the potential was there. However, they squandered it all. And so it's frustrating, especially when our complaint um, and a lot of people's complaint from Jump, from, like, 13's first season, it's that 
it's too cluttered. The characters who need to get shine aren't getting shine. I mean, all the companions weren't except Graham because Graham was being given a lot. Um, and Yaz and Ryan suffered for it. And then even still, once we're like, okay, well, Ryan is kind of a wash, unfortunately. And, you know, go ahead, get get yourself some other gigs, Tosa. I get it. Um, we're like, okay, we're going to get Yaz, but you shove this man in here. And we're like, okay, well, at least prove that he's useful and he's going to bring something to the story. And then he doesn't. So it's like, why? 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 Exactly. It's that. It's like, it's coming out of the lack of being able to, like, like, if you had, if he was already there the whole time and we just had, like, doing nothing, whatever. We already, like, on board. It's the fact that you've taken time to, like, include this person and then not make them useful while you are also, like, taken away from a character that we wanted to see and we finally had a moment to, like, really get to spend time. And, and I will say I am very glad at how much Yaz got to be like it was so out much here episode right and it was like this season absolutely right and i'm like but damn think about if we did not what would have happened if Dan was not there. <laughs> like without dan how much more could we have the gotten? only thing i can appreciate dan for was the scene on the ship where not the thasman ship <laughs> the literal ship um <laughs> but it, where no, the thasman ship well yes where Yaz is you know dealing with the fact that she misses the doctor and she's like very down and they have that heart to heart like that again is another moment where we see a lot of potential from Dan but again it doesn't go anywhere and that um, literally could have been anybody that could have been Jericho that could have been right because it wasn't well it about be somebody who knew the doctor knew well enough I mean Dan only both. knew for a second but right, like I, Jericho actually may have had as much interaction <laughs> Dan had before right. they split up like it really wasn't like I just thought about that like that's actually wild because when you think about it they really had not I mean I guess we don't know no they literally had not had time to really do stuff no because like, they, they went, were out they in went, the streets they were on the streets See. and then he, she's like do you want to come they end up um and we're supposed to be the Crimean War they finish and, that yep, up yep. um and then the they angel separate. takes the TARDIS and then Dan doesn't spend most of that episode with the doctor either. Yeah, he's not with the doctor at all. Like he pretty much gets not that gets to the Crimean War and they separate. And not, then like not with the angels. And then they're stuck in 1901 and then that's it. So like really right! like that. Oh my goodness. So Dan also in a, has found another way to be useless because he doesn't even like have a relationship with the doctor. Like, why are you here? Like in the doctor that's why I said it's kinda of out of character for the doctor to keep inviting him. Because like the doctor usually invites people that um, they bond like, in some way. Like, I feel like the doctor is like, bond I, or I just... guess since we shrunk your house, you might as well come. Like, it just feels very like again. <laughs> Here's like, your new room since I shrunk right? yours. Maybe like, could have been a funny like, conversation. But... That would have been. See, this is the problem because like all the ways that we can make Dan work, but none of them they did. And I'm like, what were y'all doing? Leave that. And I say y'all because Chris wrote this whole season with like That's one cover from later. one episode. He absolutely oh. can work later, but it just did not need to be this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like so for what he for the moments that he did shine, John Bishop did a good job, but like for the most part, he was just so unnecessary, and it's like super unnecessary. Why? And I think we all need to acknowledge. Like I know your former hosts have talked about this, but we need to talk about it again. And I think we just need to call a thing a thing, beloved. And like this show, <laughs> and maybe more broadly, BBC has a problem with just letting companions of color be and exist on their own i think after martha this is my own like 
thoughts. I think after Martha, the fandom hated her, which was racist. No, it was racist. It is what it is. Um, it was absolutely racist. The fandom hated her, and it seems like since then we can't have a companion of color by themselves. We can have white companions by themselves, like solo companions that are white. But if it's a companion of color, we need to bring somebody white into the mix. And it is a very frustrating because we see it well now with Yaz twice. Yaz with Dan. Before that, we had Yaz and Ryan with Graham. Before that, we had Bill with Nardle. Why was Nardle freaking here? Yes, your new host also do not like Nardle. <laughs> oh, no, baby. Not at all. <sighs> no, no, ma'am. No, no, no. Um, And it's like, okay. This is a pattern and a trend and for why. And I think they needed, we we just have to call it out. And I encourage everybody else to call it out because they're not going to fix it or acknowledge it or do anything about it unless we do it. I know, I know I can already hear, I already hear them. I already hear those fans being like, yeah, but we have a black doctor now. Like, and the black doctor also doesn't get to be the doctor in her own right. So right. miss me with it. Like it's, it's not enough to have that character and not, let us get to spend time with the character. Like it doesn't count to cast a person and then use them for 20 minutes over several seasons. Like I like, let's be clear. Thank you for casting them. I love that this person has was thought of, but like, mm -hmm. if you're not going to use them, what it makes no difference. Like, I don't like, what I don't I be thanking you for the crumbs that you give me. Like, right. Exactly. So love yeah, Ruth. like I don't want that. I don't don't misconstrue what I'm saying. I love Ruth. I love Yaz. I love Bill. Absolutely love Bill. Um, but y'all keep doing this, and it's like, okay, I see your game, and I need y'all to see your game and stop it. Yeah, so. I just want you to just be. I want y'all, somebody, whoever. I guess we're talking to Russell now at this particular point. I need you to be firm. Like if I'm a cast up. Uh, person of color as a companion i want the audience to have to to live with this companion i want them to have to empathize with this companion i want them to have to experience what this companion experiences without having a buffer or somebody who i can then be like oh no i'm this person no because i think the problem with martha people didn't like martha because they were racist but like all the things they liked like that was it because i mean i literally like 100 no yeah like i literally would like break down like, <laughs> I guess the thing I was doing on Tumblr, like, I would take screenshots of people's, like, what they liked about, like, Amy, what they liked about Clara, what they liked about Rose, right? And then I would be like, these all apply to Martha, but why, why did, for some reason, like, what is it? And then, like, people just, uh, I was not well liked on Tumblr. Um, <laughs> no, I wasn't. But, like, my thing is, like, what I do like is that for that moment of time, I don't, obviously, I wish that, like, Freema didn't have to deal with the fact that you just happened to be this campaign. She's right? come out and talked about. So like also, but I do love that you had to be with, a, like you had to follow this campaign. You had to meet their family, be with their family. I do love that. That was like, there was no, there was no out for white viewers. And that's probably why they hate her. Cause they was like, I just have nothing to do. Like they just, it's like, being forced to like well it was also coming off for, after rose which is also like the, having right. that comparison to be racist about was also a problem exactly but i do love the that there was like this is a black companion so they are they have black friends they have black family mm -hmm. you're gonna be around that now we can take we can take that energy but like fix it like definitely repair because y'all was putting more repair the whole family through it so we're gonna just eliminate all that 
but like keep the fact that it's a companion of color. It doesn't have to be a black person. It like there's that's the thing too. Like the UK, like the US, it has a of there's so many non-white men (laughs) like that can and like that's why I really love like Bell and Bender too. It's like the fact of them being people of color is not the point, but. I love that you made them people of color when they could have easily been white people. Y'all made mm-hmm. it. And it's like, that's how simple it can be. Because their race, especially in this particular thing, did not factor at all. Because they are not, A, they're not on Earth. So we don't even know the racial dynamics in space or whatever, wherever they're from, right? But if there is any, I know right. doctors try to be like, you know, it's See, they try to be both racial, but then be like having <laughs> Union Jacks and shit. Like, you can't have that. Ooh. And Ooh. then pretend like, Y'all took the whole of London with you on the spaceship and somehow left racism. I don't believe that at all. Um, but yeah, so it was just one of those things where I'm like, I do like the idea of like, if you're going to have a companion code, you got to commit. I want you to like make the audience. Because I don't care. Like, again, if it's not a black person, like, I want to sit with, like, even with Yaz, I wanted to be in Yaz's experience. I wanted because I don't know that life. So there are a lot of things about her experience I wouldn't have the same understanding of and i would Which love to know it works so well i think that's why i know that we're now digging way back not even this season but like i think that's why demons of the punjab like exactly so heavily with viewers because it was an experience that a lot of us did not know about or, or not know about but like didn't like that's not our experience right um and for people that you know that was their experience it did resonate with them but i think also it was like wow it's we're learning and experiencing another culture and, and more history that's important and it felt important it had weight and doctor who is supposed to be a show that teaches us things and so by having that representation and just letting it be and giving it space to be exactly we will all learn and collectively be better and stronger as a fandom so i just exactly we can get off of this because we've been on it for a I while know. but like but i just want to drive the point home <laughs> That we don't need the right man. We don't need Rose the... can be by herself. Donna can be by herself. I mean, Amy did have Rory, but those they can be by themselves. Like for some reason, it's fine for the white people to be by themselves. The doctor, mm-hmm. but not in the and not vice versa. So I bet I I will be. And in, in speaking of, let's actually call it out. Like if Dan <laughs> gets to be by himself with a doctor, I'm oh gonna, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be. I will be hot. Like I, just, hey, I just don't see it. Like I don't, I don't envision that being entertaining to watch. Personally, <laughs> like I just because yeah. they really did not super interact that. It was just wow. Because like, why are you literally why are you here? But like, they didn't. I don't know. It maybe it might could be fun because then he would actually get to have a personality and maybe a story or something but but mm-mm. i would love to not know what that is like i would love be to right. be avoid that uh so please cast somebody i don't care if it's another white man two white men whatever i don't care i just need somebody else <laughs> dan ain't it like i tried i did y'all heard me i gave him a chance every turn i said maybe next episode maybe next episode maybe next episode i don't give people chances like that because I, I mean i think i see the vision in terms of like Again, we saw, yeah, like in the first episode, oh, this is an uh, interesting perspective. Like, yeah, it's diverse because it's different, not diverse, like, in, like, there's a person of color. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, right. But that is a different perspective. We didn't really get a chance to do nothing with that. And I'm like, okay, he's a little funny. There's a little cute little moments. But I'm like, again, anybody could make a one-liner. Like, it ain't that difficult. Like, (laughs) like, (laughs) hitting on herself. Like, that was funny. Like, Like, you don't need. We don't need. John Bishop for that. Right. Sorry. I'm just, but okay. Speaking of the doctor, 
Um, also, the season, you know, we're, we're, we'll wrap it up. But the uh, <laughs> the good thing, going back to the good, like, it wasn't all bad. Uh, loved the Doctor this season. Y'all heard my complaints about her seeming a little bit out of character and being like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> but it came around. She apologized. There was growth. We learned. She did better. She stopped getting all hopped up on the division. She even, at the end, took that uh, pocket watch and was like, hide this from me until I really, really want it. And I'm I like, love- look at that We love growth. <laughs> yes. And I was just very... Because, like, you know what? Here's the thing. The problem wasn't that... Like, the problem wasn't the Doctor acting messed up. But the problem is also, like, if the show doesn't acknowledge that the Doctor was acting messed up, that's where we was, like, really not having it. But, like, the fact that it's acknowledged is important because people do actually mess up. Like, that's the thing that happens. We're human, right? Right. People mess up. The problem is that a lot of times the show posits that as, like, oh, that's just what it is. Like, not to do this. Like, Sherlock, like, consistently was, like, horrible, right? (laughs) And the show was, like, this man is a genius. This man is a... Of course he acts like that. And it's like, no! Like, you can be a genius and have, like, a, a modicum of respect for people like you know what i mean like so to me it's like i don't care professor you see it's just jericho he was that one like i don't mind you having characters like mess up but i do love when the character when it's acknowledged within the show itself and within the writing that like yeah i actually was acting a damn fool so i really appreciated that again the growth and the acknowledgement of like i was acting i was acting up and i apologize and also in addition to that the offer to like I want to make you understand where I was like you know what I mean like right. I want you I'm, to be in my world and be able to really understand what I shut you out I'm and I'm gonna through. do better not only in future but right now I need to let you in now if right. some white man doesn't come bumbling in here and inter- interrupting us because of course uh. but like yeah I love that and then I, yeah, I love that little pocket watch moment because I'm like oh the target gonna cough that bad boy up real soon I'm thinking but let's see <laughs> she took it out of her hands and that's the the growth part of it like right, she's like i'm letting go of control of this and i'm gonna i'm gonna let it sit i need to work on me a little do a little relaxing do a little flying around we don't know what she's gonna do but she's hopefully she's not she, dates with hella girlfriend that see see now <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, they child, about to be out, so. out here like in my mind they out here just, up. yes giving snuggles and giving all that i hope so (laughs) um speaking of her boo um the other final like really great thing about this season was yes uh i we talked about it basically already but like people were saying had things to say about yes in this episode but also i saw a lot about her this season and i just do not see it i'm so sorry she was the most developed she's been she was giving everything we suspected that she had to give but didn't have the space to give um mm-hmm. like she was with it she was quick she definitely was the leader when the doctor wasn't there and like we talked about earlier in the season like not because she was pretending to be the doctor but because she also ha- she actually has that skill set and has actually learned from the doctor like you saw that journey you felt that journey um and yeah. like would defer to the doctor when appropriate she just wasn't wasn't out here playing doctor like she knew her role and just was a shooter and also got herself a girlfriend so (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that like my main thing is like i want to give a chibnall a crumb and i will say that we have known that yash can be this so i will say that there's enough characterization she didn't get a chance to fully 
blossom Realize until this it. season. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know enough about Yash to expect or have this like understanding like this is who she could be. So living up to that, I think is like I want to give him that. Like, yeah, you didn't really give her that much story and give her a chance to fully be this person. But now that you have, like, this is like the Yash that we. Granted, I would have liked to have seen this like in the first her first season, but it's fine. We we yeah. got there, and I and I do appreciate that that does it still feels like a consistent characterization and a, a consistent like it doesn't feel like oh we out of nowhere she's this person right like mm-hmm. out of nowhere she's very competent out of nowhere she knows how to do these things it's like this has always been there in very small ways but like now we get to see it at full force because hey she separated from the doctor enough that we can see her like not in the shadow of the doctor which is. You know, like we love that, but it's also good to see like this is why this is why the doctor chooses people sometimes. But, but I don't I choose you because I know that we are we operate similarly or like that we will mm-hmm. be able to like you will be able to like take up the mantle. We'll be a good team. Yeah, like I know that you'll be tried. Like you'll do the best you can in that circumstance and you'll like I don't know. It's just one of those things where I was like I was glad that what I felt about Yaz and what I believed that she could be this to me, they showed that. Like, it was very much like, oh, you thought she was going to be able to do-do-do? And she did. Like, even, like, when I said, oh, they're going to be in 1901, she's going to have to have these white men that's like a buffer because she's a brown woman. And they like, ah, please. Yes, out here. Yes, they her people. Like, they her assistance. And, like, I love the confidence with, with how they did that because... I mean, she is the... I mean, she's clearly the leader in this situation. But I just love that they let Yaz lead and let even when like like when Jericho was like oh damn you real calm about this like you good at this it wasn't challenging her I like that it was like I defer to you because you are you know what you're doing and you're doing it well Mm -hmm. and like we've been successful so far because we you kept us on track I love that also a reason why Professor Eustace Jericho was a real one he didn't just assume because he was a white man the oldest white man in the group that he was the leader I love him yeah he 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 a real one and he's like what like like uh, again i'm not trying to harp on the situation but like if i have to be stuck with somebody for six episodes <laughs> or more i would love if i have to choose one i'm definitely gonna choose eustatius like he is the this is if i have a white man in a story period anywhere that is like especially in the story where there are women or women of color where generally they would you know take up a certain kind of space i love that he was always like where my expertise is i will i will step forward but i will pull back and i will like let other people handle it where where i don't have authority mm-hmm. right and it was very much like oh this is one thing i know let me speak up then as soon as he said we had to say let me go back because i'm done my part is done now you take over i love that that is what like we don't just hate white men right like i just don't like how much power they're given in the story mm-hmm. or how much space they take up. He does not take up space where he is. He is always deferring and like always just He's filling the role where he's needed. Right. Taking up space that should go. And then just else. like calmly like giving up power where it's like, I don't have there's no need I don't have like I don't know what to do in this moment. So boom. You know what's up? All right, I'm following you. I'm following the person who knows what's going on. And like and that is like right that's why he the G. that's why we like him because i can't be out here like standing a white man but if i'm gonna do it it's gonna be he, because he's on the list he's a, he's up for consideration <laughs> like he was, he was out here like he really was like even i mean from the moment he appeared and just even how he talked to claire and like as a woman like in the 60s mm-hmm. like never 
talk down to her. Like these are and small remember, things. Remember, we said that that episode. At that point, we didn't realize how big of a character he'd be. But like, right. I remember saying that. Like, I'm glad they didn't go the route of like saying like Clara was in hysterics or whatever. Yeah. Other ableist they used back then. Like Professor Jericho wasn't talking like that. And now that I know him better, I'm like, he wouldn't. He would never. Right. Oh my gosh, love him. Very, con- which is wow. It's like very consistent characterization for like a very short lived. Oh, but like a very short lived character. So I don't know. That's one of the things but, like Chipno, you clearly know how to do it sometime. When is the what is the disconnect? I wanna know. I wanna have a lunch with this man. I wanna have a conversation because I feel absolutely. like <laughs> I feel like I have Chibnall, He's not listening. But if you are, tell him. And y'all. assuming you're not trying to do anything untoward toward uh Yaz or the doctor, because we've already threatened you about that. But as, assuming you're not like, let's get lunch, I have questions. <laughs> right. Like let's have a little <laughs> meal. Let's like talk about it. Um, but yeah, Yaz was killing it this season and was like so so much of like what we've known she can be and just and just having mm-hmm. fun too. Like I feel like that's the thing too. It's like yes, there's a lot happening, but it's also like this is fun. Like this is an adventure. We're like traveling on this ship that goes really fast um mm-hmm. over the water, I guess. I don't know what, what the hell is going on because the math wasn't mapping, but okay. Around the world in eighty days, fine whatever but like they were having fun like they were traveling the world you together know what? <laughs> the doctor and yasmin give me i don't know if anybody's gonna appreciate this reference but like i just imagine like a good song a song that's on their playlist that's on repeat is like fast in my car by paramore this is so specific but it's like talking about how you can drive fast in my car like they're just talking about they just want to have fun yeah and i mean that. that's so that's, like, what that's the vibe that was definitely what this was given that I think also might have been missed. Not missed, because there was elements of, like, Yaz being just really that. Which is, like, it was a point where Ryan was like, I'm, like, it's fun, but ain't that damn fun. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I'm having a ball. So I love that they- also real. Like, yeah, I'm not a good girl. Like, I feel I'm, Ryan. I'm, I'm like, you know not, what? <laughs> straight up not having a good time right now. <laughs> so I love that Yaz was like, this was always fun to me, but now I get to really wild out because, like, I have like, to do it because- the circumstances, but also I'm enjoying myself. So I, I love that too. Like that we got to see Yaz not only be like really good at everything she does, but like also just genuinely having fun and making the best of the situation. Cause I feel like again, this season did not lean into despair in any point. It didn't lean into any one emotion too long because of the fact that it was moving so fast paced. But it was so many opportunities for them to be like, This is the end of the world. You know, like to make it mm-hmm. dark and very dreary. And they did not. Like it was so many points where I was like, ooh. That's they, what I'm saying. They highlighted like, the quote from the doctor saying, like, I always wondered what the end of the universe would feel like or whatever, like that. And like that was like, ooh, that's that's yeah. wild, that's deep. But it was just that quick. And then right. we and it was like a it was like not I don't know, it was just like not hard to watch or whatever. Like, I don't know. Some sometimes we get to the point where it's like, I'm just tired of this stuff. <laughs> like, can we just do some kill them, fix it, do something, please. Like this was very mm-hmm. much like I was enjoying the experience all the way through, and like I had enough of the emotional, like, oh, that's that's crazy, but like not enough to where I'm like, damn, that's that's messed up. You know what I mean? Like I, I like that I have time to really, because you think 
I, I urge you to really think about everything that happened this season because it will become more depressing as you do. But like, <laughs> I mean, did y'all see the look? Okay, we can move on after this. But did y'all see the look? Speaking of Yaz and the doctor and them not lingering on, on emotions before they have the lingering hug, they have this look when um the doctor asks, "How long has it been for you guys?" And Yasmin like it says that it's been three years, and she's clearly like, you know, it is what it is. Like, right. have, knows it's gonna hurt the doctor, but like, it's like no big deal like let's not talk like, about I don't it blame you. but yeah. the face on the doctor like how broken up she is about that right. and they give that face a moment and like it's all down to the acting and directing absolutely like right. these things may they may or may not have necessarily been in the script we don't know but definitely a hundred percent works because of the acting and directing but you can do the pacing but keep the emotion and they did it and like that's a really good example of that yeah that's a perfect example because she was like you just know like heartbroken like damn right i really had you out here like that and like Mm -hmm. yeah knowing knowing full well like the doctor is not gonna like this answer like you can see her face Mm -hmm. just like I promise you, I don't blame you. Like, it was uh, that whole yep. conversation, like, that you know, you had those conversations where you look at somebody and yeah. y'all have a whole cycle. Like, your best friend. Like, you just are like, <laughs> right. Like, you just have that whole conversation and that happened. And we got to see that because the, the camera spent the right amount of time lingering on the looks. Mm-hmm. It's like they were acting. Like, they were really, again, these are the things where I'm like, we've always known they were, they were capable. And we are, we've seen it happen, but like, not really. I feel like this, like, they picked moments to really highlight these actors and i was like it was the subtle moments to me that were like really touching and like powerful it was never really mm-hmm. like it wasn't even action it was always these moments of like looks and like yep. yeah stop it I really can't... playing to the actor's strength that maybe yes. we i don't even know that we knew they had because we weren't giving them these moments before so right. love that um so to wrap this episode up and this season up, we decided instead of having Ruth Swanson and Raves, which we will do in the future, it made more sense for us to do better and better not. We want to talk about what they better do and what they better not do going forward with the tidbits we've been given and what we can expect from the New Year's episode and the future, like the rest of Jody's run, basically. So for me, my better, what they better do is give Yaz and the Doctor satisfying endings if not Thasmin. And what I mean by satisfying ending is I think ultimately, I think for all of us, <laughs> I think for all of us, black fans, black Whovians, we now have Bill imprinted into our mind for every potential ending. Mm-hmm. So when I'm saying they better give them satisfying endings, I don't want no graphic endings. I don't want no death. I just, I mean, well, the doctor's going to regenerate, but you know, I want just a nice, calm transition like i don't know if yaz is gonna peace out on her own i don't know if the doctor is gonna like reincarnate and yaz is like oh that's a lot or if this, this journey like yaz is like that was traumatic i gotta be honest like here's my cell phone call me i'm good like whatever it is it needs to be just good i don't need no one shooting no holes into anybody i don't need anybody being turned to cybermen i don't even need people being having their memories taken away like i don't mind the donna ending like i like it i don't like some but like i just want the most vanilla ending to be honest yeah no that this is one of those times where like don't let's not let's not go for nothing big let's just go for something Mm -hmm. that is like that feels good I, I you know it's fine it is absolutely fine to like have a feel-good ending and i know we i think we've like normalized in this show like it had to hurt a little bit like it can't it cannot hurt at all it can actually not 
it can actually be a you perfect know what? scene. Give me a replay. Give me <laughs> Rose and Tin's ending just duplicated, but now it's 13 and yes. Let Yaz yeah, go mean, off with her little 13 human from other universe. I don't even care. Like, let's just do it again. Do it over. I truly, I just feel like I need, I, like, Phasmin like, is, like, is important like that to be canonized and to be, like, very explicit. I would love that to be the ending. And here's the thing. I've thought about this and I might be putting it into the universe. I don't care. I will take them separating with the acknowledgement that it was a thing. That's a Agreed. shady ending. Like I want them to be together, obviously. But if I can just get that, there was like an acknowledgement that this was really what it that was. we weren't gaslighting the audience right. the whole time. And then if they can't be together because of whatever reason or the regeneration Which is changes. realistic. Like not right. everybody can be together. So that's fine. So, but but an acknowledgement? I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that over like whatever, you know, like them maybe parting but or staying together as friends, whatever. I I don't know. But I wanted to, I would love acknowledgement. Um it doesn't have to necessarily be followed up by like happiness and like happily ever after cuz that's not always realistic, but that would be cool to me. Um so full agree and I just want them to both like again, the doctor regenerates, so it's it's never like it's always something, but I would like 13 yeah specifically to have like a really well-rounded parting away if they have to mm-hmm. if they have to they don't have to we can again happiness is an option um happiness is an option y'all like that's a thing that can be y'all people choose to like make trauma the only way that we like express like, like oh that's the only thing that's entertaining is like people no sometimes that, like it's fine like I it's watch very Thrones too much like right. i do but fun. like <laughs> like it is fine like i get that it gets boring over time when it happens back to back there's never any conflict well, what? Conflict. Out, of, <laughs> out of a lot a string of sadness is novel so right let's so do let's it let's go let's I'm try ready. that yeah <laughs> um and my better is y'all better bring bender and bell back because Period. we spent this season getting to know them falling in love Our with them story. being invested in their in their happiness like i mean i was just so invested like i'm like oh the universe gonna end but as long as they end with them together i don't get like that's where i was at like i guess the universe gotta end but they gonna be together um and so yeah i felt like they were that feels like an important story and it might it might only be important because you know it just showed us what the you know what the doctor's trying to say that could be the point but i was still i very much feel like I still very much feel like with the pregnancy, like yeah, see, yeah, it's too much going on. That's just unnecessary information. If you just gonna have them be cute, like Mm -hmm. just cute but not come back, that don't make sense to me. So I need y'all to bring them back because I need to understand. Like I, I need to a because they are just very competent and like I love have have the idea of them being like allies through the time Mm -hmm. and space travel and all that. And the flux is gonna be shenanigans, right? Like there's gonna be ripple effects and there are gonna be things that are. The universe is going to need people that are like trying to build it back up and make it better, <laughs> like, or fix it. Whatever. I don't even know what you can do at this particular point, but I don't know. I want them to come back. They need to come back. I also feel like they set it up for them to be important. And so, like, for if they drop the ball on this, I will have to maybe swing on somebody, but hopefully, <laughs> violence will not be required. Hopefully, not, but we will, we will see. Um, so my better not, what they better not do, is start fridging people of color again. I saw that, that preview for the New Year's Eve episode. I'm like, okay, there's some, there's some spare people of color here. And I'm gonna need y'all to not fridge them. If y'all don't know what fridging is, y'all can Google it. Um, but Chibnall 
He has. He loves he's it. got a record on him. He's a regular Kenmore. Um, he loves it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Not a regular Kenmore. No, because it is like, I, I fully believe that up until maybe yesterday, this is the only way he knew how to motivate <laughs> other yes, characters. I, um, I hope that he's learned. I'm not convinced he has based on that one little bit of like what's coming up. But like I'm 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 off of the goodwill of this season. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I'm, I also don't trust him. So <laughs> I don't trust him. But like I'm willing to go in with goodwill. Right. And believe that he's got good intentions, but you best believe if that episode, you, you know where we're gonna be. We're gonna meet back here and get ready for get ready get ready for words. I mean, we may not rant that hard because what is to be said that hasn't been said except that he's selling that BS. But <laughs> pretty much. Um, am I better not? Okay, so I cheated. I have two, but <laughs> so the the first one is. My, they better not undo this season. So I don't want any retcons that make Mm-mm. what happened in the season mm-hmm. didn't happen. I don't want it to be a situation where I'm like, oh, we went through the, you know, the crack on wall in the universe reset. I want Doctor Who the show to have to live with what has occurred this season and what has occurred mm-hmm. leading up to this season. I very much want there to be continuity. And like, of course, you can they gonna sprinkle in some retcons. They just have to sometimes because sometimes you get written to like a, into a wall, corner, like into a right. corner. Mm-hmm. You have to be like. We got to figure it out. But in terms of like the overall, what it means for the doctor, what it means for these multiple universes, what it means to like, oh, she was dropped off in a, in a wormhole or something. Like, I would like that to be something that is constantly thought about or like somehow sewn in. I don't want them to undo the season. So that's my first one. The second one, we can both agree on. And so yes, they better not exclude the master from this narrative because he is the reason why the doctor even started going after division and started trying to figure out what that situation was because okay. he's the catalyst for a lot of okay. like the doctor's motivation here. So, uh, Look it. Hey, <laughs> I want to see the master. Is it, is it, is it cause I want to see Sasha Jawan? Yes. Is it also because narratively it makes sense? Yes. Both things can be true. I could do both. Yes, I w- we we needs it. Y'all shouldn't even use the word master if you weren't even about to bring him out. So y'all know what show y'all writing for, right? Y'all know. So, but I, I think honestly, like even if it wasn't like Sasha Dewan, who like of course is like a very big reason I want to see this person on screen at all times. But I think literally for like my personal satisfaction, I think narratively having the master be involved or like to be brought in is like important, especially like because. You know, the master got to do one last shady little business before the doctor regenerates. Like, it has to happen. Like, it kind of just needs to happen for mm-hmm. the full story. You know, just for the moment to be... Especially since he started this mess. Even if he's not, right. like, a big part of the narrative. Even if he just, like... It's like a messing with like her mind. Cackling. Like, to remember. Yeah, something. <laughs> it's just cackling off into, His like... energy. I don't know. It's, like, space and time. Anything could happen. Right. Like, he it goes, doesn't have to be... I feel like he's the type of person who would go like pick up the Grand Serpent and drop him off at, on Earth specifically. Like you, just, <laughs> I forgot about this man because they put him on a comet. I said, now if you're gonna do something shady, that is it. Put this man that on is a the comet. exact thing that the master would do. He absolutely would stop by that comet, pick him up, be like, "I got some, I got some work for you. Don't you worry. Let's go. We could be friends." Like they would which, be plotting. Which also, is, shout out to us going this whole episode. We're not mentioning that dang Grand Serpent. The way I did not care about him. I, just, I, just, care about him. I, I only thought about it because I was like, what would the master do that would be so petty? And it was like, I'm going to get you. 
I'm going to get this man who you really do not like, who was already messing with your little humans and your little unit. I'm going to drop him off and let him wreak havoc yet again. Okay. And he's going to be empowered now because boop, boop, boop. That feels like the master. And then the master, and then the master going to honestly like betray him because he's the master. Like, Obviously. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give y'all, give it all away. But like, <laughs> but no, I just, I definitely want, I feel like the master definitely had to make an appearance before the regeneration. Like it just feels like it needs to happen. Like it feels like that would close out the chapter, especially because obviously like the master is the one that like even really made the, not the impossible, I'm mixing them. The time of child. Then now I'm right. blending. I'm like the impossible girl, the time of, the time of child, whatever. But yeah, I think that we need that good old like closure on that part of it. Cause I feel like the master is like very aware of whatever is occurring right now. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but like, him and Tyron probably on the FaceTime. They probably was over there like, you see this? <laughs> like, I just want like, to, I just, I just need that. Like, I just want to see the master react to what has occurred. And like, whew, I don't know. But yes, I should have also like, that's what really, if time, I have a thought. If time can be whoever time want to be, because he definitely was a fan. could present as a master. Let's go. <laughs> so you don't technically have to bring the master back. I still would want them to. But if you're not going to, let's go middle ground and have Sasha Dewar and play time. Time is dressed as the master because time likes to be petty and likes to mess with the doctor. And that's the perfect way to do it. So let's go. Y'all can have that idea. Y'all can take that. Y'all can take that one for free. Unless <laughs> you start fridging people of color, then this is going to cost you. Run me my check. Cause I ain't given, uh, I ain't given ideas for free to people who just be frigid people of color. So, period. All right, that is absolutely a great better not. Um, lastly for this episode, we always do quotes from the TARDIS, but we for this episode we are doing like our top quotes from the TARDIS for the season. So we've already picked them, you've already heard them. I mean, maybe you if you want to run Twitter real quick, tweet which one was yours. Let us know. But these are ours. Um. I'll read the first. My, we were on the same page for both of them, so like it doesn't matter. They're both <laughs> ours. Um, but my first one is, of course, Bell's iconic quote: "What the Cyberman asks, what is your mission?" Bloop de bloop. Um, she's resistant, and she says, "Fine, just put love." And the Cyberman's like, "Incorrect. Love is not a mission." And then Bell comes out, and she says, "And that's why you're dead on the floor, and I put you there. Love is the only mission, idiot." Hey. <laughs> that one that one that's why I, Bell gotta come back right and I also just want to go ahead and commend you on that very good Cyberman impression you did that that was oh, immaculate you. Um, you. <laughs> and then of course me being on brand this season uh, the second quote that we both were like obviously this is the one um, comes from our good homie Swarm and he said to you know to the Moray he said you underestimated us, you pathetic temporal hags. Your deluded, pointless lives have led you here. Painful, powerless death. Ooh. 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 I, ooh. It's ooh. so good. It's so good. It's, just, it's, it's so just, bad, but it's so bad that it's good. <laughs> it's like fresh jalapeno and you accidentally rub your eye. It's just like yes. it burns. It so bad, so bad. Or you yeah. know, when you get your coffee fresh from McDonald's, Starbucks, wherever you prefer, and you're like, "I gotta get a sip of this now because I'm tired," and that's it scalds your throat. You're like, "Ooh, that was a little too hot. That was almost lawsuit hot." That is, <laughs> that is the pain swarm was given. That's so. so specific, and I literally said that like today. I was like, "Damn, that's like lawsuit hot." So that's wild. <laughs> um, so, yes, I understand intimately. 
<laughs> but yeah, that's what someone was given. I think I like the both spectrums that were represented in these quotes. We I really like... did. We're like, we are such... <laughs> like, we love love, but we also love mass child. Oh, we love mass child, but the glam <laughs> fooglies were giving us glam and mess and i love them i miss them shout out and to if they want to come back door. like i don't know how y'all can do it but if they do come back i really am not gone or just more of their species that's serving the same if they can find actors who could really bring it to where they brought it like i'm here for it like let's go let's get it <laughs> <sighs> so that is season four of harvest what the flux um Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this ride with your new co-pilots. Um, we're going to be gone until, obviously, the New Year's special. Um, but we will be around the interwebs. We will be doing some some Tarbis things here and there. So if you want to follow that or anything else we do, you can check us out at blackgirlscreate.org. Um, also follow us on social media. Uh, we're on Twitter at blackgirlscreate. That's at BLK Girls Create. I'm at Delia is typing. And Nicole is at Queer Specimen. Please tweet us your thoughts at hashtag Tarvis. Again, we really do want to know your thoughts. If you didn't like the season, if you did like the season, let us know. We want to hear it. Um, and if you enjoyed what you heard, drop us a little Tarvis tip over at blackgirlscreate.org slash support. You can give us money however you choose. We There's PayPal. We've told you about Patreon so many times. Like, you know, wherever get in where we fit in we also have merch and we do have a tarvis t-shirt over at dftba so just head over on to blackgirlscreate.org support all tips help us keep our tarvis instruments calibrated and our sonic screwdrivers charged okay so for now we must we must part but thank you for listening we'll be back uh in january for the new year special eve of the daleks until then y'all we'll talk at y'all then bye bye